why is your podcast one of the worst podcasts ever? Well, shush. I like it. It's the worst podcast ever. I'm Courtney. I'm your host. It's bad. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the worst podcast ever. My name is Courtney, and I am still your host. Hi, friends. Welcome back. If you're new here, hey, what's up? My name is Courtney, and I'm the host of the worst podcast ever. Um, If you are a regular listener, uh, hey, what's up? My name is Courtney, and I'm the host of the worst podcast ever. School's been a doozy, but you know what? We make it through. We compromise. We still pull through with podcast episodes. So this is the first episode in a podcast apology (laughs) this is uh my review of the movie malignant and so i'm gonna do a little summary and then uh tell you what i think um so it's directed by james wan uh it was produced by new line cinema uh and the little summary that is on Google when I googled it. Um, paralyzed by fear from shocking visions, a woman's torment worsens as she discovers her waking dreams are terrifying realities. Um, let's see what this has on Letterboxd. Because... Okay, so it has a 3.2. I have to give it a 3 out of 5 stars. And here's why. Um, I've never really enjoyed James Wan movies. Uh, I loved The Conjuring. It was not scary to me. I didn't think the jump scares were quite effective. Um, But I heard lots of great things about this movie and so I was ecstatic um now when I said I don't really like James Wan movies so I do I do like Insidious and I do like the first Saw I do like The Conjuring 2 and that's about it um I have to give it a 3 out of 5 I didn't find that I think the concept of the movie is a really great concept. I did not think it was well done. Um, I do have to be honest. I tried to watch this movie the day it premiered on HBO Max, and I had to turn it off because I was so confused and bored and sleepy, and I wasn't paying attention. And I realized when I went back to watch this movie, I was an hour and a half in the movie, and I had no idea what was going on. So, if that says anything about how you want to proceed watching this movie, do so. But, now we're going to get into the spoilery part of the episode. So, um, if you want to watch this movie, do it. If you want to hear me and my comments about this movie, um, go, go ahead and listen. Uh, I will be spoiling the movie, and there is a plot twist, and it will be spoiled. I just have to tell you now. So let me pull up 
a plot like thingy so I can tell you where I am in my life with my comments. But this episode will probably be kind of short just because it's a review of Malignant and that's about it. Um, yeah. So, there is a cold open, and it, it opens in 1993. Uh, there's a doctor that's introduced, Dr. Florence Re- Weaver, and her two colleagues, colleagues, Victor Fields and John Gregory, treat psychiatric patient Gabriel. Gabriel is introduced right from the get-go, and you're like, okay, this, this is this. Gabriel. So Gabriel can control electricity and broadcast his thoughts. Um, one night, Gabriel turns violent and kills several staff members. Um, a cold open is a good cold open, always and always. We love a good cold open. Um, and then I do have to say, the title credit sequence is so necessary to watch this movie if you do not pay attention to the title credit sequence you truly are gonna be like okay what is the point of this cold open and what is the point of this movie because that's how I was if you do pay attention it tells you the entire plot line of this movie um yeah so it is important to know that the I'm gonna be this beginning part where you uh, are introduced the to the main character Madison. Trigger warning for um, abusive marriage ish, not ish like stuff like ish. You know what I mean? Um, so you meet Madison Lake. She is a pregnant woman living in Seattle, and she returns home to her husband Luke from Percy Jackson. Or Derek, that's his character, but I will be, I will be calling him Luke from Percy Jackson. So she comes home from her work and she's like, oh, I'm so sick, like she's making me sick. And he's like, is she really? And then Derek, I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing, Luke from Percy Jackson smashes Madison's head against a wall because, whoa, in my comments, I said, was that the wall or her head or both? Because that sound was horrifying. Um, and she falls asleep in the bathroom. She locks herself in a bathroom and falls asleep. Madison later wakes up to a well. She has a really interesting dream of a man waking, like, entering their house and like really killing Luke from Percy Jackson um and he is super dead he's super dead it was not a dream sequence he is super dead um the killer who is still in the house attacks Madison and leaves her unconscious and you're like OMG the baby so the baby did not survive the attack 
which is really sad, but Madison wakes up in the hospital and is talking to her sister, Sydney, and Sydney tells her that her baby did not survive, and a really, really sad sequence of her figuring that out really broke my heart. Um, So then we get introduced to two detectives, Kokoa Shaw and Regina Moss. Um, So after... eh, just important okay so they're leaving the hospital and here's my hot take pretty people don't have scary things happen to them you know like obviously in horror movies we see pretty people because they're actors but like they don't have like in regular life pretty people don't have scary things happen to them because they have pretty people privilege regular people have scary things happen to them this this movie would maybe happen to a regular person not this pretty woman Uh uh-huh that's another movie Uh haha um anyway so it is the nighttime and we see madison reveals to sydney that she was adopted at eight by their parents which is very important then we see the killer well we don't see the killer uh the killer is at the seattle underground tour and he kidnaps the person leading it and you're like huh but you know he's there because he's jacking with the electricity and you're like okay and so okay so here's the thing this is when i start asking if gabriel is real because I I don't know I couldn't I did not buy if Gabriel was real I had no idea um I'm still not sure and I've seen this whole movie so and then after he kidnaps this woman Madison has another vision of the killer killing Dr. Weaver from the cold open and there is a really effective jump scare in the laundry room. It's pretty cool. Now, here is my my main issue with this movie is when Madison has visions and is then taken to a place that is not her own, like not her own home. The space, I don't know how to describe it, like not melt but like melds into another space and it made it seem like this was a super like like the I don't know how to describe it like I know she was having a vision but it made it seem like that was happening in real time like the melding was a thing that was happening to her not for like movie's sake and effectiveness of reminding the care the audience what was going on and whether this was happening to the character or the character was watching it that is my main issue with this movie because i still am not i still don't know if this is a supernatural movie or just a regular situation.
you know what I mean. But, so we keep going. So, during the investigation of everything, they're real, real confused. Um, the detectives discover a photo of Madison as a child. And they figured out that the doctor specialized in child reconstructive surgery. And then Madison and her sister come to the police after they had another vision of the killer murdering another doctor. And again, here's another problem. I don't know why people, when they're like, I'm a psychic, because that's basically what they said. Hey, I'm a psychic. Trust me. Yes, this character was dead. Nine times out of ten, the police will not believe you if you say, hey, I'm a psychic, and this person is dead. Now, if you are somehow a policeman or woman listening to this and is like, I believe all psychics that come and talk to me, please let me know, because I want to chat that's cool of you to believe people but nine times out of ten police have to go with what they know and psychic psychic is unknown but anyway that's just my opinion of that so madison leaves her sister her sister is talking to the main dude detective you know flirting so the killer contacts Madison and reveals himself to be Gabriel and she at first has no idea who this man is on the phone and then he's like I'm gonna do this and you're gonna know about it and then she's like Gabriel no and then she's like I know him in the car later so her and her sister go visit their mother to learn more. Um, so, after that, the detectives get the help of a psychiatric hypnotherapist to unlock Madison's memories. So, this is the point which both times, so I started this movie monday night with the intention of releasing this episode this morning and the movie at about an hour mark is such a slow burn that my my tiny put this in a really good way it's such a slow burn that that the fire went out the kindling went out it turned off it's all done and so was my brain. I was also all done. So, I'm just going to straight read this from the Wikipedia because there's no other way that I can describe this effectively. So, Madison, from the hypnotherapist, Madison recalls that her birth name is Emily May and that Gabriel wanted her to kill her unborn sister, Sydney. Um, the police, though, so this woman that was kidnapped falls from the attic in her home. So they arrest Madison 
So then everyone is like, OMG, Gabriel was in the house. So we find out later that the woman that was kidnapped was Madison's birth mother. So Sydney somehow gets into an abandoned, the abandoned research hospital, which truly, there was no way if realistic hell that she would have been able to get into an abandoned research hospital, find the information that she needed, and get out without the police being there. Like, it just wasn't that, no. So, Sydney finds this out. She visits the hospital and finds that Gabriel is Emily twin brother brother who lives within her body as an extreme version of a teratoma sharing this shame omg sharing the same brain and spinal cord as emily so okay let's see what time stamp we're at okay we're at 16 minutes and we're almost done okay you guys know what that means it's time for your favorite segment of the podcast fit check um so yeah i did intend to release this episode this morning but i had to finish the movie this morning because it was boring so it is 11:52 p.m. it's tuesday september 21st and i'm wearing my pajamas they're from stars above the brand at target and i simply adore them they're my favorite i call them the soft pants brand because i have lots of sweat Anyway, love, 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 love that. So, yes, I am. I have to leave all my yawns in because I just am exhausted. Um, I just am. Woof, I am so sleepy. Anyway the check so we're almost done don't you worry and this is when my um comments come back so throughout this entire thing until i find out that gabriel is a teratoma i asked in my notes is gabriel real nine times and i just think that's nine times too many So, when we talked to the hypnotherapist, in my notes, I said, that was not a revelation scene if I still don't understand, because the soundtrack changed and it got all intense, because I think people were supposed to understand, but but I didn't, and so it might just be because I'm silly. But it, you can't, you cannot assume the smartness of your, of your moviegoers. Even though you probably should, but you also can't. And that's how I feel. Um, and again, so if you ever watch this movie, you will say, whoa, that soundtrack is so cool. It's like a really intense, like, steampunky rock soundtrack. And the soundtrack would be more effective if the tone of the movie was different. Like, it tries to set the tone at the beginning with the title sequence. And then it's pretty people the whole time. And, 
Like, they really try their best, and I just think the tone of the movie was completely separate from the title sequence, which is supposed to set the tone for the movie. But anyway. So, let me continue reading this. During Emily's childhood, Gabriel appeared as a half-formed child facing out of Emily's back. Weaver operated on Emily to cut out Gabriel and sewed Gabriel back into her brain. So they were connected, you know, in the back of the brain and the spinal cord. So they can't really cut out Gabriel completely because that would also kill Emily. So he was dormant during the child her childhood, except like when she was talking to him, like so basically like through the whole movie you're like, Oh, Gabriel's just a freaking imaginary friend. So, when Luke from Percy Jackson hit Maddie and, like, pushed her against the wall and her head hit, um, Gabriel's face came out of the back of Madison's skull and operates her body backwards, explaining the killer's unnatural movements and the upside-down fingerprints at crime scenes. So then, this last act of this movie is so gory and great, and you're like, whoa, this is sick. I wish the whole entire movie was like this. So, okay. Through this movie, Gabriel's playing mind games on Maddie because she assumes that she's been having visions of the killers when we realize that Gabriel can come out of her skull and take over her body you realize that she was at the the um murders the whole time like doing it because she was on the back of his freaking hat so this is where I am immediately all done with this movie so here we go so Sydney informs Madison that Gabriel is the cause of her miscarriages. At the beginning of the movie, Sydney gets told that Maddie has had like three different miscarriages. We assume it's from the abusive relationships she's in because he was feeding off her fetuses to, you know, be be a full man again. So when when she finds this out, Madison takes over her body. And, and I quote, transporting both herself and Gabriel to a black mindscape, Madison locks a disbelieving Gabriel behind bars, saying that she's not the one in control and that Gabriel's powers are hers now. As Madison leaves Gabriel to rot in the mindscape, he insists to her that he will return one day. Madison replies that she will be ready for him and when he, when he does and leaves the mindscape. So, that's when I said, uh-uh, I hate this, I wish this was done more effectively. And then, to put the nail in the coffin, we get the, you were my adopted, like, you are my real family all along, like, I know he was my brother and, like, connected to me on the back of my head, but I love you, you're my family. And that's when I was so done with this movie that I turned it off before the credits happened because I, I hate that. I hate that. 
because you know it's going to happen once you hear the word adopted. You know it's going to happen. Also, when she takes back over her body, as I've told you, Gabriel pops out the back of her skull. So when he when she leaves her him to rot in the mindscape, she just pushes her brain back into her skull and the skull closes like no big. No. No, no, that's not how that works at all. Please, no. Ah, I cannot be doing that. That is silly. And I, for real, was looking at this movie and I was like, I understand that it is a James Wan movie and I usually do like James Wan movies with effective jump scares. Um... I I wish I enjoyed this movie more. That that's all. That's that on that. So, you guys, this episode is a little late because, as I said, I intended it. Intended it. I intended to release this episode this morning, but the movie was so boring that I couldn't. Um. So tomorrow you will get another episode from me about ten unexpected things that I learned in acting school and you might hear from some special guests but we'll keep that on lock just in case I forget about that episode too thank you guys for listening and don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the worst pod ever and check out the link tree in both of those bios to find places to stream the podcast um you can stream the podcast on Spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts thank you guys for listening thank you for granting me so much grace with school starting and i will talk to you guys tomorrow bye bye